This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Here's the thing. Relief factor. You are very, very, uh, you should be very grateful you got today's podcast because tomorrow, Jeffy and Pat, oof, Oof, that could be ugly. Well, people will need relief factor, but it won't soothe the aching head. Um, But it will reduce inflammation, except in Jeffy. So if you're in pain and you'd like to get your life back, uh, please just try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. The best of the Glenn Beck program. So let me take you back to the scientific method. That is a procedure that comes from the 17th, 17th century, and it is systematic observation, measurement, experiment, and then formulation. You formulate a theory. We have done this. We look at the FBI. We look at the action or inaction. We measure it. We look at it again from all sides. And then you have to ask yourself, are they incompetent or are they doing this intentionally? My theory is, my hypothesis is that they are uh, corrupt. Now, that theory could be wrong. But we have to answer, and no one is answering. Nobody is saying, all they're saying is, that theory is wrong. That's a conspiracy theory. Okay. Then you would you ask if they're just really super incompetent? Because they seem to be very, very good at rounding people up that, you know, have, uh, have, have been in the hallway of an abortion clinic praying they're good at that they can get those guys right away they're trying to tell us that they're the greatest law enforcement agency in the world but they can't figure out who brought cocaine in that doesn't match so which is it now let's look at a couple of other things the doj the same people They've just quietly removed a significant portion of their page on child sex trafficking, including information on the international sex trafficking of minors, the domestic sex trafficking of minors, and child victims of prostitution. Now, why at a time when we have more child sex trafficking than we've ever had before, when Americans are the biggest buyers of children sex uh, favors, why would you take that down? What prompted that? Hmm. Why, why would you do that unless 
you don't really think it's a problem. You think this is just prostitution and prostitution is just a choice. Is that the reason? Because I have evidence that you say things like that all the time. I, I have evidence that you're teaching our youngest children that it is their choice to have sex at any time, even with adults. So that's what your actions and your own words have shown me. Now you're removing important parts of sex trafficking of minors from the Department of Justice website. And at the same time, you have the California Assembly, the Senate Bill 14, which would make the human trafficking of children a serious felony. They decided that they would block that. The Democrats blocked the Senate bill, Senate Bill 14 in California, that makes child trafficking a serious felony. Why would you why would you do that? Why would you do that? And let me ask you another thing. Are we truly a republic? And here's why I ask that. A republic hires representatives and they represent you. When's the last time you felt anyone was really truly representing you that was working for real justice? To put the bad guys behind bars and leave the good guys alone. As they squash Senate Bill 14, I just don't think it's a coincidence, a mighty coincidence, maybe, the DOJ is erasing the child sex trafficking information from their website. And at the same time, the Sounds of Freedom is the number one movie in the country. That's about rounding up predators who are engaged in child sex trafficking. And what does the media say? They say that's a QAnon uh, movie. What does that mean? QAnon, I think, wasn't that the origin of Pizzagate? So are they saying that child sex trafficking is not really a problem? Because that's what I'm now hearing from the DOJ and what I'm now hearing from the Senate in California. So what's going on here? And are you being represented? The Sounds of Freedom is the number one movie in America. What's happening? It's really incredible. Uh, you know, and, and you think part of me wonders how much of it's just politics, right? Where they're saying, well, uh, mm -hmm. you're just trying to blame uh, child trafficking on Democrats and their pizza restaurants. And that's what? why we're skeptical of your movie, which is hilarious because, you know, this is something that was. I thought was really something we could easily agree on. There's very little out there uh, that yeah. you can. You'd think stopping child trafficking uh, would be part of that. It's pretty easy. It's mm -hmm. amazing that one of our two major parties seems to be taking, they're zagging when it comes to child trafficking. Like, I thought we all were going to zig, and they're zagging on the child trafficking well, thing. I mean, Stu, let's again use the scientific method. Mm -hmm. They're for drag shows with children. Mm -hmm. 
They are for exposing children to all kinds of things that no child, let alone a child in the third grade, should be exposed to. They are mutilating our children. And at the same time, they're lowering the standards for child sex trafficking and calling a movie that is breaking up sex traffickers and putting them behind bars a conspiracy theory. It's really fascinating. I mean, I, uh, you know, the, people have been posting like the, there's a report. I think it was from 60 Minutes uh, 2014 about Tim Ballard's organization. That is the foundation of this movie. And it's just exactly what you would think it would be right it's like hey here are people trying to stop child trafficking isn't this great (laughs) like that's the way it was that was the tone back then and that has changed in in less than a decade um have you considered your own role in this glenn in child sex trafficking well no not Uh, no no, i I I hope you don't have have to consider that one (laughs) no i'm talking about because i because the politics of it is interesting and you know i do think what you point out with all of that evidence and all of the different ways this is happening, I do think that is definitely a factor. But part of it, too, I think, is if they give credit to Tim Ballard, they are required then to give credit to you, to this audience, mm-hmm. for making a huge difference and, and stopping all of these incidents from happening around the world. Like, they don't like doing that. They don't like pointing out... Yeah, I think... I don't think that they have to give credit. I think Tim Ballard um, has been made into a political figure. And my attachment, Donald Trump's attachment, anybody's attachment to this. And he reaches out to Democrats all the time. He doesn't care who supports him. You know, I mean, I think he would if it was a drug cartel or human traffickers. But he doesn't care who supports him politically politically. He wants everybody. This is the this is what I told him when he started. This may be the only thing that can unite our country again, because everyone, everyone knows sex with children is bad. But I'm not sure we know that anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's possible to to unite people over this anymore. I think that's gone. Um, but when you look at the, you know, Tim Ballard's been doing interviews about this story, and, and it's a, it's an amazing story, not only just from the, the child trafficking part of this, but also uh, the movie angle of this. This is a movie that you, I remember you telling me you saw in like 2018, years and years ago, it was oh, yeah. done. And you're like, this is great. You're going to, this is going to be a huge movie. And, you know, Disney shelved it after merging with 20th Century Fox, shelved it and basically gave it away for nothing. And then have watched them watch this movie kick the butt of their three hundred and fifty million dollar Harrison Ford uh, vehicle yep. uh, with Indiana Jones. But listen to t- Tim Ballard, and this is something that while everyone's celebrating this movie, it's important to understand how this happened. This is Tim Ballard talking about the movie. He said, "Glenn Beck, bless his heart, who raised the money for us so that we could e- that so that we could even do the operation because I had no money to do it. In the end, it was unbelievable." We rescued over 120 women and children, talking about the specific operation. Another uh, quote from Tim. Uh, During an interview uh, with Angel Studios uh, CEO Neil Harmon, Ballard said that Glenn Beck started to help him raise money as he was in the process of leaving his job as a special agent with the Department of Homeland Security. He said that Beck was even in the original script for the film... But the scene was oh, cut wow. in order to fit everything in. Now, that is the smartest thing maybe Tim Ballard's ever done or whoever did made that yes. decision. Get Glenn back but out of all movie scripts. who would they have gotten to play me? 
How, who would they have gotten to play me? I mean, Cary Grant's dead. Chris Farley, I, I is he know. available? Uh, uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Bring him back. Uh, have you seen the documentary? Somebody said to me the other day, have you seen the Netflix documentary on this? And I haven't. No, I haven't either. Apparently, I'm in it. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even remember that. That's um, weird. Well, I don't know if it's... I, I don't I will, know if it's old footage or if it's I, I don't know what it is. I will say, uh, it's, you know, is that's a good way to be on Netflix, uh, uh, maybe you know, fighting child trafficking. I will say my Netflix debut occurred when I was shown in a scene about the Boston bombing. Uh, thanks a lot for that, Glenn. I appreciate uh, that when I got about 50 texts from people. Where, I'm watching this Boston bombing documentary and you're in it. Oh, great. This is working with Glenn Beck brings you all sorts of wonderful things. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think it is important. I, I don't mean to, to, to reverse this here a little bit here, Glenn, but it's important for people to understand, it's, especially in this audience. You guys are responsible for they this. They did it. You, this yeah. is all done solely because this audience came together. And we have a hundred examples of this, including the evacuation of people from Afghanistan. I mean, we could just go on and on and on and on. Uh, the, the Christians people during the Iraq. caliphate. Um, yeah. I, all these things that this audience has done. And there will never be a glowing documentary about all the things that the people in this audience have accomplished. But there should be. I mean, it's, a, it's an incredible story of people coming together to listen to some boob on the radio and have done so many important things that have changed the course of history. I mean, it really is an amazing really story. Yeah, I, I want you to know um, there are things uh, that this audience has done that has been collected by the Smithsonian because they found it of current um, uh, current significance. Whether it will be kept in a hundred years, they will decide in a hundred years. But things that you have done have are sitting, you know, in one of those, uh, you know, one of those boxes at the end of the the good Indiana Jones, uh, and and it's being preserved because you've made a huge difference. Don't underestimate the power of the individual. Don't underestimate your power. Um, you have done a lot of things, and one of them is ESG. Uh, we're going to talk about that next hour. What, what, uh, uh, what they admitted yesterday on ESG is stunning, and it is all because of you. Thank you. It is an honor to serve you. Truly an honor to serve you. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. So Justin Haskins is uh, with us. He is the co-author of my new book called Dark Future. He is also with the Heartland Institute. He is a Socialism Research Center director. Um, and I don't know if you know this, Justin, but I, it may change the way I look at our entire book. I didn't know that AI was two letters. I had no idea. <laughs> you guys didn't cover that wait in the book minute. at all. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Mm -hmm. It's no. two? Yeah, two letters. Yeah, it's two. It's two and letters. they stand for words. Yeah. They stand for words. Yeah. It's an acronym? Wait yeah. a minute. What? Oh. oh the whole time I, it was. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. It's astounding. Wow. That's astounding. It was hit, staring us right in the face. If right it, in the face. This is why we need an AI czar. Mm. Without an without yes. an AI czar, how will we ever we know? We would know that. No.
Can you imagine being one of those people that are are deeply involved in AI? How insulting it is to sit there in a room being moderated by the dumbest person in America. It is quite shocking that she was picked that she was picked for this position. She really is. I, I mean, for those who don't know, I wasn't joking. She is the AI's R for, for the Biden administration. That's like official duty of Kamala Harris. And, and of all the people they could have chosen, of all the people, I mean, she is literally the worst person that they could have possibly picked. And as you, as you just pointed out, well, she's it's it's an insult to all of these people who pride themselves on being deeply invested in this. They already believe that most Americans don't really understand this technology. And then you pick the dumbest person in the universe to be the face of this well, for your administration. Now, is it possible that they misunderstood what artificial intelligence means, and they've heard her <laughs> speeches when she's given the words to speak, she sounds intelligent, and maybe they thought that's artificial intelligence. Oh my gosh. She's so dumb that when we give her words, that's artificial intelligence for you. Yeah. With um, a, yeah. It is, it's bad. It's bad. And what they're talking about now is woke AI. Um, Gee, that sounds kind of bad, Justin, doesn't it? Yeah, we, we talk about this a lot in the book. There's a ton of information in the book, not information from Kamala Harris. We, you know, there, there just is no reason for that. <laughs> it was too scientific. It was too scientific. <laughs> too scientific. It was too scientific for the book Dark Future. Right, but we, we knew as soon as we started learning about ESG, we, we've been talking about this now for a couple of years behind the scenes. How if yeah. you're embedding ESG into everything, embedding ESG into artificial intelligence would be a really smart thing to do if you're the elites. Because if you control artificial intelligence, then you have more power, you, that you'll be in control of all of society soon. And so one Correct. of the, th as dumb as these statements were from Kamala, from, uh, Kamala Harris, I want to say she did tip herself off. This is something we talk about in the book. The Biden administration wants to make AI woke. And she essentially says this. She says, and so the machine is taught. It's taught. We're teaching the machine. OK. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine. So she's talking about data and programming. And we can predict then if we think about what information is going in, meaning the data and programming, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions, opinions that may be made through that process. So if you break all that down, essentially what she's saying is if we can put the right information in and we can program it we the control. right way, we control it. That's what she's trying to say. We, yeah. She just can't even yeah. do that. We control the outcome. Yes. yes, we control the outcome. That's exactly what she's uh, what she's talking about. Let me play something. Uh, uh, and it is really important that you listen to the words that Maxine Waters said yesterday about ESG. Now, remind you, Maxine Waters was one of the one of the people jumping up and down saying ESG is a conspiracy theory that it doesn't affect anyone. It's just a way to look at investments. That was her then. Now listen to what she said yesterday. It's become a dirty word for corporate America. It's gotten so politicized. 
It certainly has gotten politicized, and it's unfortunate because it's inevitable uh, that everyone is going to have to participate in dealing with mm. the environmental crisis, social uh, activity, and of course, uh, corporate governance. And so even if these attempts uh, to deny or to delay are taking place in the, in the final analysis, we're going to have to have ESG. And so, yes, uh, we're paying a lot of attention to it. Uh, we're going to fight back against these attempts to deny or destroy uh, the whole idea of environmental, uh, social and governance. Uh, but uh, we have to do it in order to save this planet. So it was a conspiracy. Now she's saying everyone will have to comply so now it's top down and everything we've been telling you about it is clearly true and couple that with what kamala said about ai that's your automatic 24 7 policeman and we go into this in dark future we talk about how exactly uh, AI can monitor your water usage, um, e all of the things that you say in your home, online, all of the devices that are in your home currently that are mapping you, listening to you, gathering information. Um, and that's just for commercial purposes. When ESG scores are in, you have China and their lockdown system. It is a social credit score. It is the Black Mirror episode. If you haven't seen that, uh, then you don't know what is possible. You watch that and go, oh, you watch um, Mission Impossible, the new one that's out in the movie theaters. That's the, the, the there's so many holes in that movie if you know about uh, ASI, uh, artificial super intelligence, so many holes in that movie, but at least it gives you a basic understanding of what we're talking about in dark future. That is your future. Yes. And they're, and they're being so open about it. It's I not, we, we don't, you don't have to speculate. I mean, we just read that quote from, from Kamala Harris. There was a report that just came out. This was maybe uh, a week or two ago from a um, institutional shareholder services. Okay. So these are the people who are, they're involved in proxy voting in on wall street. All right. You don't need to know the mm -hmm. details of that, but basically these are the people BlackRock goes to for advice on how people should vote in these shareholder meetings, all right? They produced a report about discrimination in artificial intelligence and the dangers that that might cause, discrimination with artificial intelligence. And they said this in their report, a primary way to improve, so this is, what, this is the kind of thing they're telling BlackRock, the largest shareholder in the world, a primary way to improve AI model fairness is the specification of fairness-aware algorithms. This means that in addition to other objectives, such as predicting high job performance, user engagement, or other successful outcomes, the model also factors in fairness metrics, such as gender balance. These constraints encourage predictions that are equitable across certain protected, uh, protected 
attributes, thereby mitigating discrimination. And then it goes on with all sorts of examples of how if you manipulate the data that goes in or you manip into the AI system or you manipulate the code of the, the algorithm itself in the AI system, you can control the outcome to make it more equitable. These are the most powerful, influential people in the world who are telling the biggest shareholders in the world, this is what we need to do with AI. And then BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street Global Advisors and people like that then go to the corporations and say, if you're using AI, it needs to be equitable and fair and you need to do these kinds of things. That's how all this stuff works. And if you're not paying attention to institutional shareholder services and only nerds <laughs> like me actually are reading these freaking reports, then you would never know that this is what's going on. And that's why Dark Future is so important, because we give you all of that information. We make it digestible and understandable. You don't have to be a tech expert, okay? Glenn is a futurist. He's been a futurist a long time. He knows a lot about technology. I do not. I came into this as a moron. And I'm leaving it as a slightly smarter moron. And I'm <laughs> and everyone else who's a moron who reads this book will feel the same way, I think. I, I will tell you that when we first discussed this and I said, I want to discuss AI and future technology, your eyes got really big like, oh, crap, I don't know any of that stuff. Uh, and uh, and the nice thing is, is we cover everything. Um, in such a way, because we're co-writers of this, yeah. that I know what I wanted to address. And Justin took it and made sure that it wasn't real wonky, that mm -hmm. everyone can understand it. Um, because you, when, you're, when you've watched it as long as I have, you tend to um, just expect that everybody understands everything. So we take it from the very beginning in bite-size uh, portions. So you really can understand it. By the end of the book, you're there. Uh, I, I mean, when I, when I did the, um, uh, the audio book, which by the way, I don't know why the, I think the audio book comes out in a couple of weeks, but I don't know why Kindle isn't other than, I think Amazon hasn't put the Kindle book up yet. And it, Kind of smokes me, kind of yeah. smokes me, um, but uh, it's uh, the Kindle version or the digital version is not there. I'm kind of glad in a way, because if you're going to buy the book, you should have a digital or you should have a print uh, hard copy of it. But I, I generally read uh, digitally and then keep the hard copy myself. Um, but anyway, that's all coming out. And when I'm reading it and where we're recording it a few weeks ago. The people that I was recording it with um, are uh, producers of different things on uh, the Blaze TV and um, and Mercury. And as we were sitting there, they listen to the show every day, but they didn't understand. They told me, you know, halfway through, I didn't really understand what you were talking about. I didn't know how all of that worked. I didn't I didn't connect all of the dots. And that is what this book will help you do. Uh, and it is vital because this is the time that our future is being decided. This is way more than ESG. You can find it at glensnewbook.com or wherever books are sold. It's called Dark Future. The best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to tie a few things together. 
first of all, uh, go back to uh, Maxine Waters and what she said about ESG yesterday. Listen. It's become a dirty word for corporate America. It's gotten so politicized. It certainly has gotten politicized, and it's unfortunate because it's, because it's inevitable uh, that <sighs> everyone is going to have to participate in dealing with. Okay, stop. Okay, mandatory. It will be mandatory. You will have to participate in ESG. So everything they said about a conspiracy theory is now clearly off the table. They're saying it. So you will have to deal with a social credit score. Now I want you to listen to what uh, Kamala Harris said at the AI meeting yesterday. AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. Oh my God. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine, and, and we can predict then, if we think about what, machine, what information is going in. Okay, what stop. Then, what she's saying here is that um, we're going to teach AI about ESG. We're going to talk to uh, the computer and teach the algorithms to look for equity, to look for social justice, to look for environmental wrongs, um, to look at governance. Now, remember, Maxine Waters just said this is inevitable. Everyone will be forced. You'll have to deal with it. Now they're talking about AI making that an all-seeing, all-knowing policeman. So now, what is the punishment? Let me bring you to central bank digital currency. This is from page 154 of Dark Future. Now, tie all these things together. Listen carefully. When people think of digital currencies, they usually think of decentralized blockchain currencies like those discussed earlier in this chapter. But a U.S. central bank digital currency would likely be completely different, especially if it's developed under the Biden administration or another leftist White House. Why? Because they're going to teach it. Although developers of CBDCs promise these new currencies will be safe and designed to protect some privacy rights, footnote 373, one of the primary appeals of a CBDC is, from the perspective of governments, is that it would be programmable, meaning it could be designed to act in a certain way based on predetermined criteria. So tie this in. You're going to have an ESG score. It's going to be tied with AI watching you and now a digital currency that is responsive to AI and those scores. A programmable central bank digital currency could be designed so it could only be utilized for certain kinds of purchases or so that it has limits on the amount of times it can be used to buy certain goods or products. 
It's even more likely that some CBDCs, including a U.S. digital dollar, would be designed so the rules for its use could change over time. So if the geniuses of the Fed wake up one day and determine that the U.S. digital dollar should no longer be used to buy gasoline-powered cars, ammunition, guns, alcohol, fatty foods, or pretty much anything else they want to ban, federal bureaucrats could, with a push of a few buttons, make their little authoritarian dream become a reality depending on how the law is written governing cbdc it is possible and i would argue likely that additional legislation would not be required to make such changes in other words cbdc's are created in europe and north america and the fed and other central banks not a democratically elected legislature are likely going to be in charge of how those digital dollars are used that's how the federal reserve and some other central banks act today with very little oversight a programmable digital cbdc could also easily be tracked taken away or have their supply greatly expanded and on short notice think how effortless it would be for the fed to provide a shiny new stimulus plan in an era of the digital dollar just make a phone call, wrap some keys on a keyboard, and boom, a trillion dollars delivered to a hundred million people all within a couple of minutes. With all these possibilities in mind, is it difficult to imagine why a central bank or its allies in national governments would want to develop a CBDC? So tie this again together. You're going to have a social credit score, something they denied. They said that that was a conspiracy theory. We warned you that it wasn't. Most of your friends have no idea what ESG is. It is vital that they understand that. That's what the entire first book, The Great Reset, was about. Once you understand that that's not a conspiracy theory, that that is a way to control corporations first, all the way down to you in the end. And when I say the end, I'm not talking five years out. I'm talking the next 18 to 24 months. It will control you. Then when that is forced on everyone, you have an AI monitoring your every move. If you don't have the right credit score and they introduce CBDC, central bank digital currency, and it is programmable, exactly what Kamala Harris was talking about with AI, putting the information in that it that the government wants it to have. So it will have certain parameters that these leftists want to have in for your money. It's not your money. If you step out of bounds, if you complain about LGBTQ, they don't need the FBI to investigate you. AI will already know what you've written, who you're talking to, what you said at any kind of meeting or any meeting where your phone is on. And if you think that I am exaggerating, you are sadly misled and misguided. It will gather all of the information automatically and it will change your score in real time 
and you won't be able to do things that you want to do. We told you yesterday about how transportation, you're not going to be able to fly and go places. You're not even going to be able to drive your car from city to city if you don't have a perfect score. And as I told you yesterday or the day before, the UN, UNESCO, outlined in 2019 that you could have a low ESG score if you're a journalist. Why? Because you're going to be talking to people whose view does not agree with ESG or one of the other things that they're measuring. And if you talk to them for your job as a journalist, your point will go down, your score will go down, and you may not be able to drive your car. You'll have to ride a bus. This is not science fiction. This is true, and it is happening, and I do not want you to take my word for it. You'll notice I said, this is page 156, and I told you that it was what? Uh, footnote 373? I think so. This whole thing is footnoted. So everything is clear that you can go and find the original source. And again, listen to what they're saying today. They were lying to you then when they said this is a conspiracy theory because they are saying today you must. It's inevitable and you will have to participate. It's inevitable. I thought it was a conspiracy theory. So today's conspiracy theory is tomorrow's absolute fact. And by tomorrow, you could be in a digital jail. You need to understand what's happening. And you can find it all in the book, Dark Future. It is incredibly important that you understand it. And if you... If you know people that will ask honest questions, whose mind can be changed still with facts, not theories, not conspiracies, but with facts, and you and they will do their own homework and they will change their position and wake up if they're presented with the truth, you need to tell them about this. Most people are not going to change. Most people, but we don't need everybody. We need 20% of this nation strong on this. Everyone in this audience was born for a reason. One of those reasons, and I don't know how it plays out in your life, but one of those reasons I believe you were born at this time is to save the freedom of all mankind. This is not a Republican Democrat thing. This is a human thing. This will spread over the entire world. China is already lost to it. It cannot enter the United States of America or there will be no place to run. Please, I urge you to pick up the book, even if it's in a library, if they'll allow it. Go to glensnewbook.com. That's glensnewbook.com. It's called Dark Future. Na, 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 na.